in this league's real big three. Scott Bogman, Roto World's Jonas Nader, and Hoopball's Dan Bespris. The in this league real big three. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's the Real Big Three back in action. We've had a couple weeks of uh, conflicting schedules, but we are back and ready to rock and roll. Here's myself, Scott Bogman. Follow me on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports. Joined by Jonas Nader, at Jonas Nader on the Twitter from NBC Sports Edge, and at Dan Bespris from HoopBall.com. Guys, the season is wrapping up, so Jonas, I mean, uh, are you sad to see it coming to an end here? No, dude, I'm so excited. This was a joke. <laughs> like, as a blurb writer at, Ro- uh, at Ro- well, Edge now, right? NBC no. Sports Edge. Yeah, <laughs> I'll call myself. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just tired of writing the word protocols that that wore on yeah. me. So I've been having some fun. I, I was telling Bob before the show, I've been saying Joel and Beats out for the day with a bad case of the Pistons. So I've basically become that Twitter account Ooh, where it's like, too. yeah, the NBA injury report guy with <laughs> the funny excuses. So I'm just doing that now. Lou Dort, the tank violator. So. Just having some fun, keeping myself sane here. But yeah, I'm I'm ready for next season. I'm excited about next season. This season is a wash for me. Having six <sighs> six seven player got uh, players out in every team that was frustrating. So ready for next season. Yeah, yeah what do you think? Kind of same. I'm just leaping in there. Uh, I'm in. I did six cash leagues this year. Three of them were head to head, and three were roto because I wanted to sort of split my attention, make sure that I stayed on top of everything. Uh, my head-to-head leagues, I didn't go past the semis in any of them. And in my Roto leagues, I'm in first, first, and probably third. And it tells you Dang. all you need to know about how <clears throat> injuries went this year. Because right. that was, like, I have very similar teams in a lot of places. And the fact that some of them are just blistering everyone in a, we'll count it over the whole season method. And in the other one, where Trey and Zach Levine and Chuma and six other guys are all hurt in my semis. <laughs> And I'm in like when that happens in a roto league, you're like, meh, we'll figure it out. Get them back yeah. next week. And then in head to head, you're like, oh, cool. So those 16 weeks up to this point were just uh what? Why am I doing all this? So you head to head. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna still do some because I need to be able to talk about all things on podcasts like this one. Uh, but next year. Jonas, I know you're a big proponent of pro leagues at Yahoo. So I think I'm going to jump in some Yahoo Roto pro leagues and just for sure. some people. Yeah. I'm tired. By the way, I'm tired of playing with people who all listen to my show and know my picks before I make it. <laughs> too hard. It's too hard. I'm still winning, but it's too damn hard. I need to play with some randos that don't know what I'm doing before I go into a draft room. So yeah, let's season, man. I'm glad they did it because I, I didn't want to go two years without fantasy, but this is a slog, man. This is a What's slog. What's your alias going to be then? You're going to have to come up with an alias for your Yahoo Pro League. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> Brew likes to use... Oh, I shouldn't give his away because then people will know that it's Brew. Uh, I tend to go <laughs> with... almost uh, did, too. I, really, I was really close. Uh, I um, I like to go with villain names from, from like 90s cartoons. Leon that Phelps. Point. Leon felt people will know that's me immediately when I show up with my <laughs> ladies man t-shirt on your podcast. Uh, I don't know. Like I have a team named Flint Hart Glomgold in a league. So I might just use that for all of them. He was the bad guy in DuckTales as <laughs> I don't know if anybody would get that reference. Great show. Uh, and Scrooge called him Flinty. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to just do this guy's picture. And I think I have, 
I'm getting so far off topic, but whatever. The season's whatever, over. yeah. Uh, uh, not a villain, but Quato was my is my team name in a league. He is the guy in the stomach in Total Recall who's leading the resistance. Okay, sure guys- okay. Uh, and then um, oh geez, who's the other one? I'll, I'll look it up while we're talking about something that's not dumb. <laughs> I would well, just use well. a favorite veteran for each team name. So you have a team named Kelly Olenek, you have a team named Trevor Ariza, <laughs> Nicole Amir, Titchmont. Yeah, you got some good ones in there. Yeah, I feel like uh, I, if, if there were enough characters on Yahoo, I would just be the van outside Miritich's home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nico's, Nico's, Nico's training order. Nico's yeah. RV. That might be it. Nico's yeah. RV. That's my team name for next year. That That's absolutely great. would be your team name. Well, <laughs> let, let, let's, uh, since this is kind of the last one, at least of the regular season, you know, maybe we'll have an off season episode or something, but, um, that, you know, let's talk about what's going on right now. And, and I just want to talk about Mo Bamba guys. I mean, you know, Jonas, you've brought it up and I know he's in your subjects a little bit to talk about along with some others as well, but, Guys just blocking every shot. He's getting steals and boards now that he's actually getting minutes. So he is winning people leagues right now. It's kind of unbelievable. So I'm really happy to see him working out, but I didn't expect it to happen. I guess if I was expecting it to happen, this is the time that I think it would happen. But kind of blowing up, man. How high do you do we have to take him next year, Jonas? Uh, right now, he's trending towards top 75. I think he's blowing Wendell Carter Jr. out of the water in both fantasy and real life. Um, this is a guy two years ago who had such serious red flags that he couldn't get up and down the court three or four times without getting gassed and taken out immediately. And Clifford was always bashing him for it, had huge medical red flags. Even COVID shut him down for three months because, uh, obviously health issues is a big thing with COVID. You get shut down for a while. So he was down for three, four months with some serious condition issues. He's finally healthy again. Uh, people got to remember back when he was healthy in college during the combine, he had one of the fastest three, fourth, uh, court sprints ever recorded as a seven foot one dude. So he is an extremely good athlete. Uh, He's added some muscle to his frame now. So rebounding was a concern coming to the league, but now he's getting like 15 or 16 for 36 minutes. So a big improvement there. I think he's going to be the favorite to start next season. I think they're going to want to pair him with Jonathan Isaac. You have two huge guys that can block shots and stretch the floor. That's going to be really fun for the magic to build around too. So I'm all in on Bamba. He's training too much because we don't know what they're going to do with the uh, with the draft, but yeah, I'm very excited about Obama for sure. If not for Kelly Lennox, he'd be the silly season hero. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness for all Kelly. Yep. No, I, I got nothing to add on the Bamba front. I feel like this was sort of the audition for both of their centers and he seems to have won it. So, uh, hell yeah, I guess my fear is, and Jonas, again, we're sort of stepping on your first topic is how high or how excited are we? How high do these guys go? There is a fear that Bamba getting this starting gig with Wendell Carter Jr. dealing with whatever it is. I think it's an eye or a knee or a foot or something lately uh, (laughs) as, as ruined some of the fun. Cause he was actually fantasy relevant, even when they were in a timeshare and now he's putting up these, you know, 18, 15 rebound games. What's he, what's he at here? He's at like 13, 14 blocks his last three or four games. Uh, yeah, he's had uh, eight in his last two. Yeah, so, so this little stretch, I think, is gonna is probably gonna take a round or two away of whatever value we may have been able to get on him. Because when he was playing twenty four minutes, he was still getting like nine and ten with two blocks and a three pointer. And now you're like, oh, l- like look at this guy. What if Wendell Carter Jr. only plays twenty minutes a game next year? 
that's always something I'm a little bit afraid of, but it's also possible that people have stopped paying attention by yeah, the time just that say, doing this stuff. No one cares anymore. Fantasy right. season's wrapped, so they might not look at this. Like they won't realize he's 24th in 25 minutes of his last yeah. nine games. That's insane. So I'm hoping that what like what Dan said, he flies on the radar because no one's paying attention with the fantasy season over for the most part. Yeah, so I'm I, always yelling on shows like, listen to my show in the off-season, people. This is yeah. important. You will miss this stuff. And then people will come back and they're just like, yeah, all right, Wanda Carter Jr., starter in Orlando. <laughs> we don't know that that's the case. There are things happening. Pay attention. We have content for you. My yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I... Screaming I like this. <laughs> it, it, it's, a great, it's a great point that you make to talk about, you know, the... Uh, this this end of the season is really going to clip his value for next year because he's going to cost. He's probably going to go appropriate, which is uh, annoying when you want him at a value. So uh, it it all depends on what happens in the summer and and all that stuff. But guys like Mo Bamba, they either end up, you know, it's those super tall, skinny guys that uh, can can get up and down the court, but then kind of have some injuries. They either turn out like GA or they turn out like uh, you know to be insurance salesman in a couple of years. So uh, th- there's seems to be no in between on a lot of those guys. I think you meant so, Andres Beardrins. Yeah, oh. Andres Beardrins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love so, Beardrins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but so I'm glad to see that Bomba's picking it up because it looked like he was going to have to, you know, go to State Farm and apply there to yeah. start selling some stuff pretty soon. But that, that leads me to my next question of you guys, you know, already talking about next year's value. How seriously do we take this year because we didn't get a preseason. I mean, we got whatever four games. We didn't get a training camp and a ramp up. There was no summer league. We had COVID protocols all over the place. We're assuming that hopefully next year uh, we won't have, you know, Jonas, you won't be writing uh, protocols that yeah. much a- anymore. Same thing with you, Dan, you know, we won't be talking about this stuff because most people will be, vaccinated it seems but uh you know it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon but it seems like this year we're going to get a somewhat normal offseason we're still going to have the olympics but the summer uh, summer league's going to come around the draft is going to be just a little bit later than it normally is i think so it looks like we're going to lead into next year being i'm going to throw up air quotes and say normal-ish um but how how seriously do we take this year? Uh, can can we, you know, the guys that got hurt, are we dinging them pretty big or are we writing that off because it's this year and then guys that stayed healthy, is this just a weird miracle year for them? I mean, you know, uh, Jokic didn't have his first couple months of suffering through stuff. Uh, is that is that going to be a normal thing for him or should we expect him to go back to what he was before? Things like that. So, Dan, I'll start with you on that question. So my, my take on this is I'd rather overreact than underreact to this okay. year. Um, maybe more so in league settings than in actual fantasy strategy because, you know, guys get hurt, guys get sick, that type of stuff. I don't know that you can make massive adjustments on those. There are a couple of guys that, and I think they're, they might be in your next question, Bogman, so I don't want to jump ahead. So there are a few Absolutely. guys where I'll probably tweak it based on some things I saw this year, but not really uh, so much COVID-related things. What I'm referring to more is a, a willingness on my own part, and, and this is like Dan talking to Dan, a willingness on my own part to accept the fact that uh, the silly season just gets longer every year. And it might finally get a tiny bit shorter next season, but I would rather overreact to that than underreact because this year, I, I, like there's maybe, there's like one team in every head-to-head league that's not being completely obliterated by injuries and rest days 
the last four weeks of the regular season. And that's the team that's winning the head-to-head league. So for me, it's it's more on the setting side than it is on the player evaluation side um, because of the extraordinarily short offseason. And maybe we should have been more careful with teams that went deep into the bubble. I, I tried to avoid LeBron everywhere I could, and you know, his injury was a little bit more fluky than anything else. But if guys have time to rest, if we're not hearing a lot of that we-needed-more-time stuff, then yeah, I think you probably go back to evaluating guys in a more traditional sense. What do you think, Jonas? I have I agree with Dan, obviously, but one big point for me is I think we finally have some separation at the top of the fantasy drafts next season based on what we saw this season. So we know like Jokic is the guy. We know Curry's the guy. We know Harden is probably in that three four range. But other than that, there are a lot of questions down the road. Like so you have Anthony Davis, who uh, I think Matt Smith Smith, the basketball monster, tweeted, is he a first rounder next season? And some people were saying no. So like um, there's going to be a lot of separation from these top picks that we're normally seeing. Like Kevin Durant, you can't trust him anymore. Uh, constantly injured. Paul George, constantly injured. Giannis, you now have to factor in at least seven to 10 missed games for Giannis each season for right knee soreness. They've been managing that a lot. So yeah, at the top, we've separated kind of like the men from the boys, I think. So next year we have a clear top three, which I think is Curry, Jokic, and Harden. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, it's, uh, it's been a weird one for a bunch of guys at the top and, uh, Anthony Davis is definitely going to come up later in the show too. But, uh, Dan mentioned my last question before. So I'll just start with you on this one too, Dan, who is on, if anyone, because maybe this weird year has, uh, you know, made it a little tough to actually put people on a list like this, but who is on your never again list? It has someone made it there after this season. Yeah. And he's one of my favorites in all of fantasy. And it's Larry Nance, who I think I have to finally come to terms with the fact that he can't play full starters minutes without being hurt every four or five weeks. And I don't think that was this season. That's something we've seen developing over a few years with him. He's actually a better fit in a 23 to 26 minute role where maybe he doesn't uh, break a thumb or tweak a knee or turn an ankle or whatever it happens to be. So I <clears throat> makes me very sad to say it because I, I love his fantasy game, but uh, the value goes away when you're missing half the year. So I'm going to throw Larry Nance on there. Uh, I don't, I try not to throw the never again list. I, I try not to do that with guys that are pretty far up the board because a lot of times other people will, and then they become values. values. Uh, and Jonas, I know you you have uh, a guy that we're going to be talking about shortly who probably fits this. But looking at guys that were dinged up this year, as opposed to like a Kristaps Porzingis, who's never going to play. He was already on my not do not draft list. <laughs> um, uh, you know, a lot of these guys that just had little nagging things or whatever, those guys are going to fall and become value. So I, I actually generally go the other way with this question. Yeah, Jonas, do you have anyone who made it on oh, to the I Never Again list? Oh, I got for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Irving, you will never see the light of, a fantasy, of my fantasy teams ever again. Missing six games for a birthday party really set me off. <laughs> not not appreciate that. I thought he was going to be a value this year. I got him as a late second-round pick. Um, he technically I got, is, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had him at every on every team, too, yeah. right? It was so That's, many It was teams. him or SGA. It always ended up, and I was like, okay, I don't want SGA. It's going to be tanking hard this year, and that's what happened. He's sitting out with plantar fasciitis yeah. for 16 months. So. Yeah, don't kick, don't kick yourself, man. Kyrie's actually number six by totals in only 50 games this year. That's how good he's been. But he still let me down in my moment where I needed him most. I was missing Tatum at the time for COVID, and I had no oh. one on my team. And then Kyrie's like, you know what? I'm going to attend my sister's birthday and miss six games. So that was fun. Um, then for, I would say Anthony Davis is on my never again list. And I, I just say that because he's the locker room enthusiast. I just can't handle it anymore. It's not good for my health. 
Um, don't want <laughs> anything to do with them. Free throws anymore. What the hell yeah. happened to free throws? So shooting? weird. So weird. And last one is D'Angelo Russell. I will not draft D'Angelo Russell again. I fall for the trap every year. Empty county. He's the Demarcus Cousins of shooting guards. Just empty stats. Uh, poor efficiency. Can't stay healthy. Uh, questionable fit in Minnesota. They have so many weapons there. Malik Beasley, we haven't even seen lately. So Malik Beasley, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns. Where does D'Angelo Russell fit in? It's an awkward fit for sure. So I will not be drafting D'Angelo Russell next season. You guys hold me to that, please, too. Hold me to that. <laughs> you guys are my accountability Done. Well, it's Done. not JJJ, so I think yeah. you'll be safe. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I'm going to put anyone on my never again list uh, because I find this season to be so absurd, right? Yeah. It's unbelievably weird. Uh, the injuries are mounting and stacking for everyone. Um, you know, I'm in one championship right now. I have one team alive right now. That's it uh, out of all of mine. And I don't, I don't do Roto. Uh, I do call Roto cry for, I always say it's for crybabies. And Dan, you did uh, kind of lay out the reason I say that is because like, you know, guys get hurt at, during the playoffs and teams lose because of that. But it's usually not a third of your roster that gets oh, hurt, right? It's it usually hurt. your big guy, right? It's usually <laughs> Chris Paul getting hurt in the playoffs, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron, whoever. Like it, it's a big name, Lillard, uh, getting banged up, Embiid misses time, and, and the Sixers start to lose, right? So it's usually that thing. It's usually not a third of your roster is on the injured list, and then there's some guys that can't go on the injured list because you don't have enough spots. So you have to drop them and pick up these other guys that have been suckers the whole year. And you have to pick through and see who you actually believe in. And some of them are hits and some of them are misses. So by the way, by the way, the guys I picked up to replace my stars also, also got hurt. hurt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that happened twice. Yes. Yeah, it is. Uh, and that's why I asked like, you know, and you guys call it the silly season and everything, which it should be. But uh, the uh, like, how seriously do we take this? And I think, I think Dan, you're right in the overreact instead of underreact to it. But I also like, I kind of want to bury this year and never think of it again. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's just, yep. Uh, funeral, just send it right, out. Right. Like uh, everyone in, you know, six, seven years goes, man, what was 2021 and 2020? Like, yeah, I don't know, man. It was such a blur. I just don't remember. I remember Lock a lot of people being hurt. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 100% Jonas. But uh, that'll take us to Jonas. What, what do you have going on? What's your first subject here? Topic number one is who are you most excited about for next season? Um, we already said Bamba, so I'm going to ignore him here. Uh, but I put Jaren Jackson Jr. obviously because he has looked super rusty. Apart from that first game, has looked super rusty. He's all over the floor defensively. Like he's just chasing everything. Uh, there is no cohesion with that team. They're poorly coached right now. Uh, lots of weird stuff going on in Memphis. So big buy a low appeal for JJJ and draft next season. Uh, KPJ, um, who's actually hurt again, so that should help him hopefully fly under the radar, but the youngest player to have a 50-point game with 10 assists, so really impressive stuff. Uh, I don't think John Wall's uh, long for Houston. Uh, Robert Williams, probably the best sleeper that never was because he could never stay in the floor for more than a few weeks, mm -hmm. uh, but talk about upside, man. He was ranked, where is he at, six-rounder in 19 minutes on the season. Can you imagine him in a full 25-minute role next season? That's going to be mm -hmm. really exciting. Um, and last but not least is Pokuzewski, who I think I'm kind of relieved he kind of slowed down too, because I think he's going to fly into the radar next season. Just an absolute unicorn. Youngest player in the NBA has every tool in his bag. So I am very excited about all those guys. And I'm curious to see who you guys like for next season. 
Uh, so I'm going to go the other way because this would be the to, to the surprise of no one. I love a lot of the old guys who have what? quietly petered out at the end of the year <laughs> for whatever reason, like uh, an OG Ananobi who's just not playing anymore because mm -hmm. the Raptors are garbage. Or uh, I could go farther up the list. Tobias Harris, who's number 24 uh, by averages and again, 58 games. So by totals ever so slightly better than that. There's no way he gets drafted anywhere near that. I am excited by the fact that all, almost all of the old man squad guys are going to be of value again next year. It's just remarkable. I don't have to change a thing. The fantasy world has made my life so freaking easy. I can't, I cannot express it. Uh, Rudy Gobert is going to be underdrafted next year. Uh, Miles Turner, who's hurt again, is probably going to be underdrafted next year. Uh, I said Tobias already. Drew Holiday will probably be underdrafted. Chris Paul might be under, although. I got to pump the brakes on that one a little bit. The MVP talk, mm -hmm, he might actually yeah. get overdrafted finally. Um, the, the list is like, is absolutely immense. And there's just, uh, Chris Boucher is going to get underdrafted next year because he's mm -hmm. sitting games at the end and people think Ken Birch is the answer in Toronto or Tampa or wherever the hell they're playing. Uh, <laughs> the list is like 20 to 30 players long that are, that are going to end up on a per game basis, at least overperforming. And if you sort of adjust for likelihood of injury, the totals going into next year also lines up again. Uh, if I'm looking at the younger side, I I'm actually kind of excited about Shea as a possible post-type guy next year because he killed teams this season. Yeah. Uh, we have to see what the Thunder do, if they're going to be in, in a, an a additional tank year, and so then you may want to be careful again. But if they show any signs of waking up, of wanting to sort of take a step forward... What did he play? He played 35 games this year, right? Like, if, and, yeah. and almost all of that was BS. Uh, yeah, maybe he's got plantar fasciitis. I don't know. He had like 35 points the game before they decided to shut him down. <laughs> right. Uh, Very so that dude's going to get drafted probably in the fourth, fifth, sixth round range. And if they they actually plan on playing him, he's crushing it. There's just so much post-hype next year. And then I want to agree with Jonas on one. If the Celtics don't bring in a center, Time Lord somehow he managed to fly under the radar because of the injury stuff. But yeah, he's, he's insane. He, he was one that I preached buying not quite high enough on. And then I feel a little dumb because of the injury things, but uh, super excited about time Lord next year. Cause there's, there's no one coming for his minutes right now, at least. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with Dan. Yeah. As far as some of the older guys go, because you know, we, we like, like you said, Dan, we are not putting them on the do not draft list, but some of these older veterans that got hurt are going to go, they're, they're going to sink. They're going to get the overcorrection, which is what I bought this year. And it worked out for some of my teams. Obviously I'm only in one final, so not all of them, but, uh, Dumb luck, some, man, you can't blame right. your team. It's dumb <clears throat> luck right now. Right. Especially in head to head. So, uh, which is what I exclusively play now. So, uh, you know, it, it's, um, uh, a lot of those guys, but I think my biggest one, Jonas, is going to be Cade Cunningham on the Rockets. That's that's Ooh, what I'm okay. really looking forward to seeing next year, and KPJ, obviously. So, <laughs> uh, but but he's done the draft lottery already. Yeah, yeah, it's already done in my head. Uh, the Rockets clearly <laughs> are winning it because they are the worst team in the NBA. So, uh, I, I'm yeah, I'm really excited about Cade Cunningham going to my Rockets. So it's already happening. Lock it up. So don't don't get excited, Thunder fans. He's mine. So let's go. <laughs> Uh, what's number two for you? All right. So I got an under the radar player who I don't think anybody will be talking about next season, or at least not until now. 
Um, Goga Batadze for the Pacers. So here's my thinking here. Uh, the Pacers are going to have to choose between Sabonis and Miles Turner, and we all know they're going to choose Sabonis here. Like, it's an awkward fit. It hasn't worked this season for them, and they got to make some changes. So Miles Turner is going to be moved. They've tried to move him many times before, uh, and his value is at its highest right now. A lot of teams are looking at him. So Goga Batadze, one of the best per-minute players in the NBA in his second year, has struggled to stay healthy. But if he gets 24 minutes, we are talking about maybe a poor man's Robert Williams here. Good across the board. One of the best shot blockers in the NBA. And I got to add this too. Uh, Kevin Pritchard, did an, uh, he's the GM of the Pacers. He did an interview with The Athletic and he talked about his team. And about eight of his answers revolved around Goga. Like that's the guy he wants to build this team around. Obviously Sabonis as well. But he loves Goga. So that tells me I'm going to have some Goga late round stock next season. I'm very excited about what the future holds for him. Guess we know why he only got fined and uh, Greg Foster got suspended. Exactly. <laughs> Do you guys yep. believe the that uh, that Nate Bjorkren hit piece that came out a couple days ago? I know that's off topic. Uh, I don't think I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It smelled like smoke to me. That's what I was thinking too. 17 quotes, I counted them and not one of them was attributed to a human. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, like I'm not the, the I'm not the the uh, source police or anything, but you could get one. Yeah, you get one. They and a, rival, a rival executive said, oh, yeah. OK, so unbiased. Cool. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, jumping in on Goga. I actually picked him up in a couple of spots. It's too late for me to get him in my keeper league, but I, I I'm not I'm not against it. He has a uh, an insane block rate. He's a big man who is actually efficient both at, from the field and at the free throw line, which is important when you're hunting for big guys. Uh, just really good rates on a lot of stuff. I guess my only concern is, could they possibly, he and Sabonis, can they coexist? It seemed like if if Turner can, I don't know if Goga can, but he's shown that he's actually kind of able to get it done in like 20 minutes of ballgame. So there's there's a kind of an inside path to that. I like Goga. Yeah, uh, I, I'm into it because... I mean, he gets, a, uh, I think, a bad rap because his first name is a little bit funny. Everybody likes to say Goga. Uh, <laughs> and he's sort of this big lumbering ox on the basketball court. But he's actually, he's, he's, he's got a pretty good touch. Um, and, and that's important to look for in a big man who can get you big man stats without tanking you in anything. Yep. I mean, I would like to see Naismith get some minutes for Boston. So uh, pretty good uh, there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to see him get some real minutes and and just find a real role with them. So I think he's one of those guys that in a deeper league, uh, I, I would look to add at the end, maybe depending on depending on who Boston adds and all that stuff, of course. But uh, I, I kind of like what I've seen out of him. So I'm excited to see him uh, pick up some minutes next year. So a lot of those, you know, rookies, they don't get anything year one. They get nothing. So seeing them get a little more involved at the end of the year, you know, that really, especially this year with rookies, because they didn't have summer, they didn't have training camp in four games of preseason, which was more for the veterans than it was for the rookies at all. So uh, I think a lot of rookies from this class uh, could bust out next year, along with the rookies from this class. So we could be going pretty young next year. Uh, so I, I would like to see a little bit of that. I think that's how, how I'd answer mine. Uh, last one, I think, Jonas, right? Okay, What's yeah, the last, last one? one? So last one, I got my best and worst sleepers. Just a little bit of self-reflection here. Uh, Robert Williams, the best sleeper that never truly, truly panned out, I would say, just because of so much missed time. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, who is a hoop ball favorite. Dan and Bruski <laughs> always leave the market on him. He was So I put him on my sleepers list, of course, because I'm going to ride on them a little bit. That was <laughs> such a great call. He's 30th again this year, guys. Just yeah, another insane value. So congrats to the hoop ball team. That was a great pick. 
Um, DeJounte Murray, who I think took another step this season. So really strong season for him. Jared Allen, who will be a sleeper next season as well, because he's going to blow up in Cleveland. Uh, Thomas Bryant never really pinned out because of the injury, unfortunately, but Mikel Bridges was definitely the highlight here. Uh, early round season for him. He looks like the next Robert Covington. So as for my flops, there's a couple of them, a few of them actually. Cam Reddish, disappointed in him, man. Took a huge step back in every category, could not shoot, could not stay healthy. Um, maybe some bounce back appeal next season, but you can probably get him in the last round at this rate, right? Um, and finally, Darius Basley, who has all the tools to be a good fancy player, but awful percentages. It doesn't help that he doesn't have a good supporting cast, so he was asked to do way too much for a 20-year-old. So um, bit off a little bit more than he could chew this season. The steals and blocks were the most disappointing part, though. So a guy as athletic as him should be getting 1.5 steals and one blocks, and he was nowhere close to that, too. So those are my busts. And I would also add D'Anthony Melton should be a win for me, but he's not because of poor coaching. So that was a real shame as well. So maybe we'll get a new coach in Memphis next season and Melton will finally break out. But that's all I got. I mean, I had a couple shares of John Wall this year thinking, oh, maybe maybe this is the year he doesn't get shut down because maybe he <laughs> loves to play with Harden and all that stuff. And I'm sure they'll give him rest, but maybe it won't be an insane amount. But the Rockets went to tank and so did he. So that was uh, my probably biggest whiff on the year, but I had some Capella shares too. Uh, and he really, you know, he, he's going to go over Collins next year, isn't he? What do you guys think? For sure. At this point. Yeah. 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 So, uh, th that was kind of my concern with Collins was Capella being there. And, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of said that at preseason and no one really followed me along with my logic. So like that, that has kind of worked out. So, uh, th those are my like big hits and misses. I got one more I want to talk about, but I know it's in Dan's section too. So, uh, you know me and my lack of sleepers. I my I have the I'm the most boring fantasy player <laughs> on the face of the earth. Uh, my my late guy grab. I feel like one of my late grabs worked out. I had Malik Beasley late in a few spots, but um, yeah, uh, Bogman. I had Capella in a few spots, but I don't know. I where's the line on like. Who's a sleeper? How how late do they have to get drafted to fit in that mold? I had a normal. I, I think sleepers like an older term at this point, which is kind of unfortunate because I really love the term, but I don't know that it exists in uh you know fantasy anymore. Yeah, I don't know. My if definition is really past, exists. my my definition is over an ADP of seventy five is usually where I go. Okay, that's a that's yeah. a good spot. I mean that's that's a good way to think of it. I don't know who the hell I took past 75. I think I had a Norman Powell <laughs> who I dropped before he became what would have been my greatest. Uh, oh, just <laughs> brag about Kelly Olenek already. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't draft, I didn't draft him anywhere, though. I know, but you're the Kelly Olenek guy. Like, you are you the Kelly Olenek guy. For it. He's been the Kelly best Olenek fantasy guy. player. He's been the best uh, waiver wire player for the last two months. So you got to take I'll, some I'll credit for the, that one. I will take the feather in the cap on pickup. But my, <laughs> my draft day, I did not. I thought, I don't know what the hell they're doing at center because for a while it was Myers Leonard. And then he didn't play, and then Bam was the center, and they went to power forward. Who knows what? Uh, but yes, I, I am the. Uh, I guess I am the Kelly Olynyk guy, um, and that's okay. The, for the first time in a long while, that's actually uh, a good thing to say about myself. <laughs> was not wasn't great for a while there. This is a weird season, man. Like my, I don't think I have a team where I kept any of my thirteenth through fifteenth rounders. I, I don't think I have a single team where any one of those guys is left on my roster. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, it's uh, uh, the, the end, the churning has been insane this year, you know, oh, more okay. churning than I, ever. All right. I had one that popped in one that was close, 
And then he got shut down was Terrence Ross, who was doing a little bit better this year than usual. He was, oh, yeah, yeah. I think he was like 80 something by totals and then they shut him down. So that's kaput. That was close. Yeah. Uh, Derek Rose was close for a while and then he got COVID. So there were a lot yeah. of like near misses in my, my late grab section, but none maybe, of those maybe the Knicks will get a point guard. They can rely on next year. So we'll see a healthy D Rose has looked pretty good lately though. Yeah. Yeah. But is he the long-term answer? No. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's our age, Bogman. So no, I know, I know. If he if I he's close younger. to us, you know, yeah, I mean, sh shoot, if he's close to Jonas, you know, uh, he's getting up there. So <laughs> you know. right now, oh my God, he's only thirty two. He's not even close. <laughs> oh, no, he's not close. And I'm I need the oldest one here. Take a nap, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need it more than I do. But uh, what? What? Uh, you're up. The last uh, last three on the last one of the year here. What do we got? Yeah. So, uh, who do you guys think is the biggest bust of this fantasy season? I put it on Twitter, and I got way more answers than I thought I would. Mine is actually Anthony Davis. Yeah, uh, I don't know how it cannot be Anthony Davis. It yeah. So we are we Jonas? Do you have another one for there to fill um, in there? Or are we just. I would say a lot of people had Tyler Hare on their sleepers list, but I think which I think is a huge mistake. He's been awful, so I'm glad we all avoided him like the plague. He's not yeah. a good fantasy player at all. But I like, got, who, I got who crushed a team. Could anyone crush a team like mm. Anthony Davis crushed the team this year? No, Kevin Durant just because of injuries, right? He's the sec. Yeah, he'd be number two. Yeah, mm -hmm. but but he but he was going in the second round most right. of the time. I mean, I, right before the season, he was going in the first because people started to see him playing and he looked better and everything so uh but but yeah i think those two are got to be the biggest ones i have a couple others that uh definitely didn't hit but i don't think they are team killers like dan said um devin booker didn't yeah, leave, didn't definitely. live up to the hype right he was no. still he's still a great player he's still very good but yeah. what is he ranked on the season like 75 you know yeah and 48 by totals because he was generally healthy so that was useful yeah right cut in half with next to cp3 Right. And uh, the other one was Hassan Whiteside played more than 20 minutes five times this year. And at least on Yahoo, he was a top 50 player. So, uh, you know, I don't I don't think I drafted him anywhere. I might have had oh. him in a keeper spot or two, but I got yeah, he was worthless. It's so. Yusuf Nurkic. It's Yusuf yeah. Nurkic. Yeah. For sure I thought he was going to be the the biggest no-brainer, the third rounder that would go into the first round. So, yeah, huge miss by me. Nurkic was a huge bust this season, for sure. Yeah, that's here's true. Your, uh, here's your Yahoo preseason top 50, and then lined up with who on that list is currently ranked outside the top 100 by total. So this does now by include total. game okay. played. Anthony Davis preseason three finish or right now is number 155 by totals. LeBron is 95, by the way. So he just barely misses this yeah. arbitrary cutoff. KD is number 103. He was preseason 14. Um, ben Simmons, preseason 25, currently 102. That one. Ben Simmons a is a bit. build though. Like, yeah. He had to be in the right guy. build. To draft Shea, Shea and Ja preseason 26, 27. They're currently 148 and 151. Uh, Nurk preseason 34, currently 246. Drummond 37, he's number 182. D'Lo, we already talked about, he's number 199. Uh, Christian Wood 135. Mitchell Robinson 212. Lamarcus Aldridge, I mean, now we're right at the cusp here. He was preseason 48, number 274. And Hassan Whiteside, the winner of the who is actually ranked the lowest out of all <laughs> preseason 50. 
totals number 324. He did. He does not make a 20 team roster this year, uh, but that's the list of preseason top 50 uh, pre-ranked guys that, that uh, fell off a cliff in some manner. But I still think with all those it's AD because he's, the only yeah. one of those guys taken in the first round that isn't well, the first any roster. Yeah. You know, that that that's really the thing is you took him in your first three picks and he absolutely sank you. Maybe you, you know, maybe you stay competitive with whoever had Harden because Harden missed so many games. But uh you know, that that first round, having your first guy, especially when you're picking that that high, screw up or, or get hurt, uh, really screws you up. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on AD being the worst value this year. All right, next one. Uh, what are you guys doing in your leagues right now? Now, I, I think it's a funny question because, uh, like, I have all my head-to-head teams eliminated. So basically, right now, I'm in two roto spots where my team's in first place, and I'm mostly just trying to maintain. And then I'm in one where I had so many injuries that <laughs> I'm on pace to finish like twenty or thirty games short of the games cap. So I'm literally rotating three guys on and off of my roster every single day just to, just to try to get close <laughs> to it. So Jonas, what are you doing in your leagues right now? My only leagues I'm in right now are obviously the Roto Leagues. The head-to-head leagues ended uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, super streams, like Dan said, I'm looking at guys like James Johnson. Like This is the time of the season where teams are like 10th, 11th, 12th. They start shutting down their players. We're probably going to see Christian Wood shut down. Uh, we just saw Zion and Brandon Ingram get shut down. So we are looking for the super streamers. Uh, I think the best one here, another Dan uh, special, is James Johnson. And <laughs> I, I put up a little stat because I know Dan's going to get excited about it. But I pulled his stats <laughs> with Zion and Ingram off the court. And they they're great. Threw me out They're my great. They're great. They're great. They're great. <laughs> I cannot wait. Hit me. A per 36 line of 20 points, five rebounds, five assists, 1.3 steals, 2.9 blocks, and 2.6 triples. I mean, thank Those God. Are first round numbers. <laughs> thank God we got one more per 36 out of right? Jonas at the no, tail end no. of the year here. So. <laughs> can we, Bogman, can you insert the uh, the Will Ferrell? It, it feels so, it tastes so good when it hits the <laughs> That's what I'm feeling right now with these James Johnson stats. <laughs> but he does oh, need them both out, stuff. by the way, just so the people know I'm not completely insane. Uh, there, when it was one or the other, he was like right on the cusp yeah. but yeah when they were both out for two or three games uh shortly after the all-star break he was he was awesome yep. Dynamite. yeah 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 i'm 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 with you on that so uh but yeah i mean for me it, it's i'm in one head-to-head league i'm playing basketball jay from uh you know uh, from all of our podcasts i'm sure you guys have heard about him and i'm thumping him right now but it's not because my team is great it's because his team is so unbelievably hurt. Uh, so, I mean, uh, all I'm doing is making sure that I have a full roster uh, every day. So that's that's all I, I'm making sure is that my lineup is as filled as it can be because this is a, a deeper league. We have deeper benches. There's so many guys that are on IL spots in this league, too. It's like it's a 12-man but it's basically a 16 to 20 man somewhere in there because so many guys are in the IL for so many of these rosters. It's insane. So, I mean, I'm picking up Trey Burke and guys like that, you know, so it's been, uh, it, it's been a brutal year. So it looks like I, I might get one championship as long as my team doesn't S the bed today and tomorrow. So we'll see. You yeah. Know. Hoist that trophy. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. You know, uh, a, a trophy this year, it's just like the Lakers, right? It counts the same. So uh, it's harder. I'll take it. It's harder, damn it. Uh, so then this segues actually into my last one, which is 
or I had two questions. I don't know which one we want to do here. We can we can do them both quickly, or we can do one or the other. Uh, Bogman, what are you doing differently? Are you changing anything with your leagues from a setting standpoint next year? I don't think I'm I'm changing too much settings wise, but I do like. I want Yahoo to add injured spots. You know, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's going to be like it was this year, right? Because that's insane. Uh, and everyone knows the ramp up time made it harder. Uh, you know, not knowing when the season was going to start until three weeks before the season start started was the biggest. It's the biggest preseason craziness I've ever had in any fantasy sport I've ever played. So, um, you know, it, like if you told football people that they'd be burning stadiums to the ground, right? You don't know when the season's going to kick off. Are you kidding me? That's insanity. So that was so weird. I think I want to add, I want, I really want Yahoo specifically to add more injured spots because only having five in this season is just absurd, right? You should be able to have 10. They do the same thing with baseball and football. Your max injured guys is five. They need yeah. to expand it. It's that. absurd. So, um, you know, on fan tracks uh, or other leagues, I don't know how ESPN works. I think you can have 10 on ESPN, but I don't play there, so I'm not 100% sure. But uh, for fan tracks, you can make it unlimited, which I kind of think is what it is. You don't have you don't have a limit to how many injured players you can carry on your roster in the NBA or in any sport. So I think it's dumb that we have restrictions in our game. You know, it, and I get that you don't want people to, you know, pick up injured guys and stash a hundred of them. I get that, but it's got to be more than five, make it 10 at least. Right. So, yeah. you know, if you have four guys out for the year in, in a keeper league or a dynasty league, you can stash those four guys and then have some other rotational guys that are going to come back. You don't have to just drop them and then take, take your tank year, you know? So I think that's the biggest thing that bothers me after a year like this, and of course, after this year, who isn't looking at the injured list and uh, guys injury history and stuff like that. So, but I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think you can really change the, the categories at all or anything like that. I'm definitely not going to, I know I'm never going to enjoy Roto as much as I enjoy head to head. I'll play Roto next year, uh, but I don't, you know, most of my leagues are going to stick to head to head. Jonas, are you changing anything for next year? Settings wise? No, this season was a wash for me. Um, I will be playing a little bit more Roto Leagues, like we've already said, but other than that, I am not going to base too much off this season. This season was just such a joke. Have, like, having You're in the middle of a uh, semifinal matchup, and you say, oh, Zach Levine's going to be quarantined for three weeks? Great, my second best player. Let me go scream into my <laughs> pillow real quick and scare my kids. <laughs> so, yeah, I am not looking back at the season too, with too much earnest, so yeah, yeah. I'm done with it. Moving yeah, on. I was right, to, right there with you on that one, man. Yep. Threw him in my IL slot, <laughs> and then three days later, trade stepped on somebody's foot, and I went, okay, well, <laughs> that was that was fun. Yeah, uh, I, I think what I said earlier for myself, I just, I needed, if I'm a commissioner of a league, I get, we got to end it three to four weeks early, and I had just had to be That's a okay. good point, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had this. Even though we don't thing. expect next year to be like this, you still have to take this year into account. I think this year wrecked it for a lot of people. So. Yeah, look at it from a regret standpoint. Would you would yes. you would you regret more going too far and having your league completely decimated by injuries and the then everybody upset and the winner crowned by who just got super lucky, or would you regret more thinking, well, we had a super fair league, but yeah, we didn't play that like nineteenth week, which turned out to be okay. We could have gone seven day, days further. That's a much smaller regret in my mind. And it's I think a, a lot of point. people have done this is 
push it earlier and earlier and just say, you know what? Like your regular season is 15 weeks now instead of 17 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Figure it out. Make your adjustments. Make your run earlier. You can't sit on injured guys quite as long because you don't have that ramp at the end of the year. But like your playoffs are going to be closer to fair. So just and Jonas, you're already doing it. You said all your head dead leagues are done. So I think we all need to just be like Jonas, do the little figure thing and your leagues early. And then for me with Roto, uh, that's an income at this point. Like I play Roto because I want the money at the end of it. It's not on a week to week basis. It's not as exciting as head to head. But I want my league decided by who had the best team for 21 straight weeks. Uh, and so I, you know, I want to upgrade my computer every April. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's my stuff. So we'll, we'll throw away my last question. No, no, no. I want to answer your last question. That's my favorite question on here. And it was uh, I think I think Jonas is running out of time. So we'll do it quick. All right. Yeah, it was I'll just, just muted for a second. Uh, who, who is your favorite pick this year? For me, it was yeah. Chris Paul. Yeah. You know, every- and, and, and no one, no one was really buying into him either uh, because of his injury history and stuff like that. And I think, you know, Dan and I, uh, the, the old men here, of course, were like, hey, look, if, if you can get Chris Paul in the late second, early third, yeah, that's an absurd third. value. Like, even if he gets hurt at the end of the year, he's going to help me get to the to the playoffs in the finals anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think Chris Paul was easily my favorite pick of this year. I want to do mine oh, yeah. real quick. I got Mikel Bridges as mine. That's a great one. He's too. and he didn't even have many steals this season. That was his bread and butter too. So he took a step in scoring in threes. So Mikel Bridges, when we see some positive regression with that steal right next season, we are talking about the next Robert Covington. So he's my guy. You guys know where Bridges is by totals in nine cat this year? Probably top mm. 30. 15. 15. Wow. Chris Paul is number five by total yeah. this year. Not that surprising, Phoenix. Chris Paul, right? I mean, Dude, uh, if he plays that, that many games, it's surprising that he was the one out of everyone that made it through unscathed, you know. They so. were relatively healthy. The Phoenix Suns have long had the best trainers in the NBA. The guy that missed the guys that missed games there were dudes that were just not they just didn't want to play. I mean, remember the Eric Bledsoe uh hair salon <laughs> or the, the barbershop thing, you know? Like, right. Like the guys that that's where Grant Hill went to to play again, all, all the guys in the NBA that want to stay healthy, just go play on the Phoenix sun. So that like Very their whole true. team basically made it eight and 67 games, bridges, 67 games, Chris Paul, 66 games. It's not a coincidence. All of those guys are ranked by totals inside the top 16. Deandre Aiden is number 16. I think we all would have thought just thinking about it quickly that he had a terrible season, but by totals, he actually was right where he got drafted. Boy, he, he was Crazy. like a, you know, a weird heart monitor up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. You know, that that's what, uh, Aiden felt like this year, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm sorry. I just, I, I, I actually wrote down an answer for that question. So I wanted to get to it. <laughs> that's so. fair. Um, yeah, I can't yeah. not pick Chris Paul. So I like yeah. that. I, I know we're going with the same guy, but that was such a freaking gimme. I can't believe it worked again. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. It, it, and this is why you're first in all of these Roto leagues, you know, is drafting, mm-hmm. uh, drafting some of these guys that stayed healthy. And Chris Paul was surprisingly one of them, but that is going to put a wrap on the 2020, 2021 season for the real big three fellas. So, uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying a championship run right now. 
And uh, we hope you've enjoyed this show. And, and uh, you know, like I said, stick with everything in the offseason. Dan already mentioned it. You know, he's going to be putting out content. Jonas is going to be putting out content, too. So stick with these guys going into 2021, 2022. We're going to get the Olympics in the offseason, right? We are going to get a summer league, right? That is going to happen, right? It's already been confirmed. Uh, I have no, no. idea. No idea. Uh, <laughs> really? Okay. Well, uh, no, your sure. fingers crossed. So, yeah. uh, I mean, Vegas is pretty much open at this point. So I'm assuming we're going to get one. So, uh, but, but we'll see. But remember, you can follow us all on Twitter at Jonas Nader uh, on the Twitter from NBC Sports Edge, not Roto World anymore. Jonas, what is a, what what is your offseason plan right now? To just take a couple weeks off and relax before you slam back into it, or what's the what what's the idea right now? Yeah, I, I, we don't really have a plan just yet. We'll actually have time to prep this season. Like this, like this season, like yeah. you said, we had two weeks to prep without knowing where the players were going to end up. So that was fun. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, content schedule will probably be out in a couple weeks. But there definitely be lots of it, and I know Hoopball's going to be doing a lot as well. You want to talk about that, Dan? Yeah, I mean, I'm mostly going to talk about what I do on my pod when the season ends. Um, so we usually go into a couple weeks of sort of season in review, lessons learned, and how you apply that going forward. Uh, I do a pretty intense breakdown of how various big box sites pre-rankings match up to how things finish as a tool to understand how far you can move in drafts the following season. How far can you be comfortable reaching down the board? At what round is it the right time to... You know, is it the third round? Is it the sixth round? When do you start grabbing your guy and kind of ignoring the way things are built? Because there is a lot of accuracy near the top and understanding kind of where that fades is actually really critical for making your sleeper grabs, uh, to, to use a word that I think everybody agrees we can all semi-understand. <laughs> uh, we'll go through every team in the offseason, where they are, what their plans are, how that factors into fantasy draft value, tanking. Jonas, you talked about Shea as someone who was getting overdrafted because he there was an assumption he might play at the end of the year, but knowing they had 21 picks, that was something people should have really been looking at. So all of this stuff, and then you get into free agency and then you're freaking ramping up for next season again. So the off season goes quick, even a longer normal one. And I hope people will give fantasy NBA today a taste even after <laughs> the season is over. And that's at Dan Bespris on the Twitter. If you want to follow him at Bogdan Sports for me, at Jonas Nader. And we will see you guys next season. Take it easy, everybody. 